Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy paws. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, cousin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls for the third time. We're going to try recording this episode. I'm your host for the most who lives on the south, northwest, in your face coast. Yeah, boy. Big boy. MSG. Follow me on that twatter. Yeah, on, that, on that grammar. Matthew underscore Schaffer. You can follow us at Suck My Balls Pod, where Ian likes to put controversial topics and conversations and he does tweet out funny things though he tweeted out ec3 that popped me hey you want to come on our south park pod then <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> i was like that was, that, right? that was pretty good <laughs> i was <laughs> like but yo you want to be on our south park party? <laughs> nothing to do with wrestling i was like that's good i like it that's smart right? that's good this is a product product placement second like house watch like we get a message later from him he's saying what do you mean South Park? Like everything South Park? Like, bro, all we do is South Park. And all of a sudden, boom, baby. <laughs> hey, that's how you build those connections, whether it's with him or with other people. So, like, kudos for you to doing that, Ian. As long as, you know, it doesn't get controversial or some girl goes, <sighs> you know, that's why I like animals better than people. You're the reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that made me laugh. Okay, uh, so we're back, guys, for another edition of South Park. This is episode number five, and that episode, well, it's about a conjoined fetus, my sexier lady. And uh, before we get into it, though, we want to, of course, give a shout out to our platform sponsors: RatsAllerview.com, HackerHumming.Podbean.com. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, Republicast, your mom's cast, people cast, serious cast, in your cast, what's a cast? I don't know. We're probably there on some different websites. I keep looking them up. Like with the syndication stuff, sometimes you just end up on like these weird European sites. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> like, so like, because they're different websites, you know what I mean? That you, that we use. So, but we're there. 
So thanks for checking us out. Share us. Let your friends, let your brother, let your sister who are all over the age of 18 know. Let your mom, let your dad, grandpa, who has a sense, of, a good sense of humor. Let your crazy uncle, Charlie, who likes to pet goats, tell him to check out South Park. Suck my balls, the South Park Review. Ian, my host. Ski Jackson. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Ready to rock and roll today? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Ready to go, baby. Ready to go. So first off, I think we should give a shout out to Greg. It was awesome. Yeah, man. That was awesome. That was fun last week. I think he has definitely officially become our alternate guest. Like if somebody falls out or we just need to bring somebody on, we can bring on Greg because he was good. He knew his yeah, South stuff. Got some ideas for that. His chillage on the on on the west side on the east coast village. Yeah. Village. <laughs> I'm ready to spill up and get this dillage of South Park. I'm ready to get rocking, rolling, talking about episode number five, which debuted in the middle of kind of the summer, one of the early seasons they did this, June 3rd, 1998. So it debuted in the middle of, or the beginning of June. This was about the boys on their travels and their conquest and their Search for victory to become the dodgeball champions, and of course the town of world, of world uh, South town of South Park pays tribute to the school nurse, the nurse Gollum, the conjoined twin fetus Mazdexia lady. Uh, so this episode starts off with Pip. He's kind of tired of being bullied. Now, if you've listened, fuck babe. Now, if you've listened to any of our first season, you're aware that we don't like Pip. Yeah, fuck Pip. Yeah, fuck Pip. Pip is weird, you know. And sometimes he can seem cool, like in this episode, and other times, most times, he's kind of a weirdo. And as I said to Ian before this episode started to prove my point, while yes, it is a children's quote-unquote toy, it still would have been considered more protection. Therefore, he could have paid $50 to buy the damn helmet and buy his own protection. No. Yes. The argument is settled. $57.99. How much was the elephant? No, it doesn't matter how much the elephant was. He was saying, I'll pay $50 for one... He's offered all this money and trying to get Chef to give him a fucking helmet when this motherfucker can buy a helmet. Well, why are you so concerned about him being able to buy a helmet regardless? Because I don't like I don't like Pip. I don't like good. He shouldn't have been able to buy a helmet. I don't like him throwing around his money like he's some sort of fucking like entrepreneur and shit. But he's fucking from some poor ass little Oliver piss ass little parody, and I don't appreciate that. I appreciate that scoop. <laughs> you disagree? You think that he shouldn't have paid fifty seven ninety nine for his own helmet? I think, like could, I said, they should have did something with the concussion parody to the NFL or something. Could have gotten one from Jimbo, Ned. They don't have old helmets hanging around they can't use. Come on, man, think about these things. Oh, Ned, he can use his helmet. 
Matt, Pip's not smart. Come on. I bet you they could have made him one. Something's got to happen. But, you know, he decided to try and flaunt his money like a pimp. Couldn't get what he wanted. And guess what? Now, up in this episode, Pip goes crazy. Pip He's tired crazy. of being bullied. So as this episode kind of starts off, it's announced by Chef, we're going to play dodgeball. And they're all like, oh, crap. <laughs> I got to tell you, right off the gate, this kind of triggered something within me. Because I never liked dodgeball as a, as a kid growing up. Did you like dodgeball? Yes and no. Um, I couldn't figure out how to throw hard until, like, eighth grade. And that's when we kind of just stopped playing. Because that's about the time I started playing baseball. And, like, out throughout middle school, you know, there's always that one or three kids or whatever that could zing those balls across the gym. And you're just like, dude, what the fuck? Then you pick up the ball and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the ball just like, beep. Or someone just, like, catches it like it was easy. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I never liked dodgeball. Not a big fan. The whole game concept of picking up a ball and hurling it at people. Because people never did it in the concept of a game. Like, it was always in an attempt to, like, hurt each other. And, like, I always felt like the educators, or in this case, physical educators, the PE teachers, took joy in it. Like, they took joy. You're on mute again. It was probably funny as fuck to them. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they took joy in, like, watching kids throw balls at each other in anger and in like competitive nature and like i always like even from a young early age just looked at it and was like there's something really wrong with this game like it's one thing to play football (laughs) and you throw the ball and you catch it and you score it's another thing to pass it and shoot into a hoop but willingly just picking up a ball and chucking it at each other like i was like this doesn't seem like a fun game so it was not something I ever really tried to get in board with. Uh, fortunately, I never took like a PE class where it was like mandated, where everyone's like, "Okay, line up, we're gonna play dodgeball." Like, I never dodge had to wrench, you can dodge ball. I never had to go through that. So <laughs> that's my uh, little backstory on dodgeball. I also, at a young age, did play uh, buns up. Did you ever play that game where you throw the ball like a handball, a little tennis ball, up against the side of a wall? And then kind of, but we we called it buns up and it was kind of like you spelled out a word and what you would have to do is you would throw the ball up against the uh, handball court. It would bounce. Once it bounces off the ground, you then have to catch it. And if you did not catch it, then you would get a letter. Or if you did, the, the other option is if you ran to the wall before the other person could throw the ball at the wall, you would not get a letter. So you could avoid getting a letter by, so if the ball comes, you don't catch it, you go, oh, fuck, you run to the wall, you tag it, and you touch the wall before the other person has an opportunity to throw it, you don't get a letter. But if you don't get there in time, you get the letter. First one to spell buns up loses. You never played this game? Sounds like wall ball with extra steps. I guess. I don't know. This was Mexican, you know. Wall ball is basically the same thing, just minus you getting a letter. And you got beamed by the ball. Yeah, it was like that, but we didn't want to bean each other. So, like, you would would throw it against the fuck. Well, hold on. That that was the first game. (laughs) 
That was wall ball. Oh, that was whatever you want to call it, your version, but without the hurting. It was just called buns up. Then we had probably what you would call the same thing. It's called suicide. That one, <laughs> you didn't spell it out. You just got beat with the ball until you tagged the wall. So that was probably more reminiscent of what you were speaking to. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, we played that game. So sort of me playing that style of like, you know, dodgeball or throwing a ball. I never actually tried to hurt people, but Pip got fed up, man. Cause Kyle was, you know, coming at him and they were making fun of him. And basically Dude, Kyle what was railing him, bro. Basically Jesus. what ends up setting him up over the top though, was that they called him Frenchie. Here, Pip, you throw. Oh, oh no, I, I couldn't. Come on, Limey. Don't be a wuss. But Are you just going to be a little French pansy your whole life? I'm not French. Throw the ball, you stupid frog. God damn, maybe if you didn't eat all those croissants, you'd be able to do Okay, that was pretty good, Pip. But you're supposed to hit the kids on the other team. Ow, my nose! You broke my nose! Damn, Pip, I didn't know you had it in you. And he was like, I am not French. <laughs> he hates the French. Like, everybody hates the French. So he gets pissed off, and he ends up throwing the, the, hand, the dodgeball at Kyle and breaks his nose. Kyle ends up going to the nurse's office, and everyone's, before he goes there, they're all like, Shan, has anybody ever gone to the nurse's office and come back to tell it? <laughs> no, Cartman. <laughs> so, oh, shit. What was your thoughts as far as the nurses here? The nurse here, as far as what did you think of conjoined fetus lady? At first, I was like, all right, let me see what this is all about. Because there's been... Uh, Siamese twins and stuff, and there's a whole there's a whole controversial thing around these one girl who was dying, and if she didn't get separated, the other girl would die too. Fuck. Yeah, so it was crazy. Um, I don't know. Just like I've never, I don't look at people differently. Like I treat all the people the same. Whereas, like as far as like. You know, like any type of format, formality or retardation. Like to me, people are people, and I think at some point along the line, a lot of like a majority out there just want to be treated like another person. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, definitely in this episode, they kind of hit on that underlying right. message for sure, one hundred. Because Kyle goes into the nurse's office afraid; he's got his eyes closed as this is going on. She eventually, you know, he opened his eyes and he only sees part of her face. And at first he's like, oh, okay, she's just a normal lady, which realistically, that's what she is. She's just a normal lady. However, when she turns her face, she exposes Scoop. <laughs> this is fucked up but to laugh at, but she has got a dead fetus. I just hit my nose playing dodgeball. Oh, well, I'll get you an ice pack. Ah! What? Oh, I see you've noticed my disorder. I have a stillborn fetus growth attached to my head. Attached to the side of her head. Just hanging there. Jiggling. And jiggly wiggly. And it's it freaks the fuck out of Kyle. Like he's he's tripping, right? He's tripping balls. <laughs> um, I remember when I first saw this episode as a young teenager being like, holy crap, like, what is that? Like, because I had never even 
like considered or thought of the idea that people could be born, you know, born with these different types of abnormalities based right. on a medical, uh, you know, analysis or based on medical uh, transgressions that happen either in or outside of the womb. So, like, when you first see it as a, as a young person, that kind of sets you on that weird, dark, I don't know, uh, horror style of reading. Like, you go, you want to search out different ideas and different how different people look, whether it be the elephant man or, you know, people being born with different skin abnormalities, different eye colors. People, you know, some people have different colors, eye versions, stuff like that. You, know, you can get a scholarship for that. There was this chick I knew. Because you have I, different colored eyes, you can get a special scholarship. Yeah, so there was this chick I knew in, in uh, high school. One of her eyes was like green, and the other eye was gray, and it was natural. And because of that, she got some form of federal grant or scholarship because of it. Maybe they—I don't know. Maybe she was a robot, bro. Maybe that's maybe. why. She, maybe that's why she wasn't really into me because, like, you know, I was like fight the system. So, like, I knew her plan. So I was on her, bro. I was on her. Anyway, you were on. Uh, so. After they, they, uh, Kyle gets freaked out, they're, they're you know they're, they're they're reacting in disgust, basically in the living room. Like they're going over the story, kind of like how little kids or even like girls, I would say, is they're you know parodying women. Like, oh my god, they did this! Ew! And when she moved up and down, the little fetus jiggled. Ew! Ew. Did it talk? The little fetus did it talk? No, no, it looked dead. Ew! Ew. Well, was it wearing clothes? Dude, where is she going to get fetus clothes? Oh, yeah. Ew. Ew. So they were like, she, first she had this look. fetus stuck to the side of her head. Ew, gross. And when she pooped, it jiggled. Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so they're going through that, you know, parodying that style of, like, gossip. And Sheila overhears it. Kyle's mom was a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. Now, see, I don't think I'm the only one like this. This is where you start to really like love and hate her because in this episode, she's super annoying, but it's also at the same time, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I get what you're saying. Like, I think she takes unnecessary steps to try and, uh, utilize her quote-unquote white privilege to stand up for the under underprivilege, but she does it in ways with people who don't want it or need it. You get what I'm saying? Like, she does yeah. it... She's, she's doing it for the right reasons, but not for the right people. Like, because if these people... If there was enough of them and they needed it, then that's one thing. But the way she does it is for her own personal reasons, for her own personal fulfillment, because she believes it's going to uh, betterment herself and or her family. And in this case, she decides to pull the boys aside, and she's going to read a book, and it's about freaks. I think, <laughs> I think like they're all showing him like different pictures of Siamese twins. The kids are still like, "Ew, disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she kind of tells them that you know sometimes that everyone's born with a conjoined fetus, as we all come from the same sperm cells, essentially, right? And uh, you could have a dead conjoined fetus inside you, too. <laughs> and this 
freaks the fuck out of Cartman and Stan. They run out the door. And then, like, uh, Sheila's all like, I'm glad we can have this conversation with you, poopy. And then she walks away or whatever. And then, like, Kenny's, like, sitting there on the couch. And he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, man. More it's ways that they, they have Kenny breaking and just, you know, he knows everything. It's awesome. Right, because Kenny thought it was ridiculously hilarious. And then she... That the boys got freaked out so now they're at home and uh, you see sheila she's in the kitchen talking to gerald who's just reading the paper basically ignoring her mind his own business mm-hmm. i love this part yes dear mm-hmm. and uh she's like i just think that people need to be more aware of that poor poor woman mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the phone rings sharon's on the other line and in the background <laughs> you see stan running around with an ice pick and Randy, you know, chasing after him. You can hear Stan. Ah! And then, like, you can see, like, Randy and Stan, like, uh, like tussling for the ice pick. And Sharon's like, um, Sheila, did my, did you tell, did you have a conversation with my son today? Sheila, I was just wondering if you might know why my son is trying to split his head open with an ice pick. No, I have to get it out. Well, Sharon, I was just trying to educate them about conjoined twin myslexia. So this is your fault. Would you do me a favor? Next time you want to scare the hell out of my child, just go outside and sit in the road till a truck runs you over instead. Get him. Maybe you can explain. <laughs> she, that is so awesome. Moving on. Hello. Is, <laughs> moving on as uh, Ian forgot his train of thought there. Uh, as I mentioned, Sharon tells Sheila, or Sheila tells Sharon. No, Sharon tells Sheila to go stand out in the middle of the road. Oh, right, right. She just, like, the way that Sharon, or Sheila completely ignores Sharon, right? And just is like, oh, well, I need, everybody needs to have she needs to inform everybody but it's like sharon just told you to go kill yourself (laughs) oh i see what you're saying like you feel like that there's kind of like a an absence of critical listening right and and thinking like she's not listening to what people were having to say it's going in one ear and out the other and she's just only picking or selective hearing should probably be more uh, appropriate. She's only listening to people who are agreeing with her, or the positive things on what she has to say, and people who are negative to her or saying things that you know would put, make put her down or uh, keep her away from accomplishing her said goal. She just doesn't hear it. She pretends not that that doesn't happen. Exactly. That's but basically just... the whole point of Sheila, her character. That's why <laughs> Carmen says she's a big fat bitch. She's a big fat bitch. Car- you know, Carmen knows a bullshitter when he is a bullshitter, right? He can see right? through it. Conjoined twin myslexia, Scoop. Uh, by the way, myslexia is not a real word, guys. I looked it up. Uh, there is a word that is spelled M-S-lexia. However, that has nothing to do with, I believe, any like medical things. It has to do with like women's fashion or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Good gravy. Or something like that. It has something to do with females. Something like that. It has nothing to do with the you know fetus hanging off the side of your head. Um, however, while this is going on at uh, in the town now, because Sharon's taking it upon herself, we got to uh, you know we got to go to the mayor, and, and we got to bring we got to we got to bring it up, and we got to tell her 
we've got to start a, a committee to do a join my Slexia <laughs> week. <laughs> so while she's doing that, the boys show back up at school again to play. Now they're playing dodgeball again. Cartman's like, what are we doing playing dodgeball? You said we only play dodgeball on Friday. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, children, we got invited to go play in the state championship against Denver. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, even I think Stan questions, don't we normally have to like win a game or something like to like go to the state championship? And Chef says, don't worry about it. They decide that uh, they're going to go to Denver and they're going to play for the state championship. Uh, Scoop, did you ever play any sports that uh, led you to any state events or committed or you know competed in anything from the school standpoint? In school? In state? Yeah. Yeah, yeah one year I rode the, the pine on the football team. We won state. We went 16 and now. We were national champs. Did you get a little ring? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not a bit. I had to clean things for me. Anybody. That's pretty cool. I went to state uh, for speech and debate at Rhymes, uh, and I got like seventh. So, <laughs> Dude, on my own, by myself, no one else, not help. You had other guys. It was me. I was there. I did it. <laughs> Almost got a couple of rings in baseball. So they go to Denver, and uh, what happens is, is they win, Scoop. They end up winning because, like, oh, well, first, I'm sorry, they, they show up in Denver. And the coach is like, well, thanks for showing up. Well, for, well first of all, where are you from? Well, we're from uh, South Park. <laughs> Crazy where they have people living now these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming up. We'll try not to go too hard. We're already, we're already looking forward to D.C. So they get on the court and they basically hype up I, uh, I'm sorry, Pip. And Pip destroys this team. Yep. And they win. Yep. They're, they're going to nationals to take on uh, the other team in uh, Washington, D.C. However, we're just going to go ahead and kind of go over the dodgeball aspect of the storylines here. They jump over to D.C., right, after they get there. And the other team forfeits. And when the other team forfeits, they're like, yeah, we forfeited because, uh, haven't you heard, in China, <laughs> all they do is train year-round, one by one, play dodgeball. And, like, they cut over to scenes of, like, these uh, Chinese South Park characters, like just like p- practicing with like one thousand pound barbell balls and like throwing yeah. them at like bricks and shit. Like you know, so they're funny. being it's like internment camp for like dodgeball training, uh, which is you know kind of a slight, I'd say, at China, in which they feel that China takes things way too seriously, even in sports, right? That they have to try and be number one, even to the point of like people are brainwashed to play dodgeball like it's their life. Yeah. And, and I think this is a good point to bring up, Scoop, that um, we'll never be able to go to China. So uh, I wouldn't want to. For one, I don't like China. I'm not racist against Chinese. Well, I kind of want to check out the Great Wall of China sometime in my life. That'd be kind of cool. It's like a, a wonder of the world, bro. Mongolians, tear down that wall. Oh, God, God damn you, Mongolians! God damn Mongolians, stay away from my city wall! I tried taking down my wall. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have wanted to check that out. But the reason why I say we're not allowed or we'll never be allowed in China is the fact that South Park is banned 
in China now, based upon the last season. Fucking pussies. So, and here's a good shot at them early on. So, if they're going to ban South Park, that means they're probably going to ban anybody who enjoys South Park, anybody affiliates themselves with South Park. And while we're not, of course, affiliated in any way whatsoever, and any images, likeness, or audio used in the makings of these podcasts or YouTube are strictly for comedic news purpose and analyzation purposes, which is covered under the fair use policy of copyright seven, um, then we're probably going to not be able to come into the country. They're going to be like, fuck these guys. They do a South Park podcast where all they do is talk about South Park and they're going to laugh at us. Anyway, so they go to China. When they go to China, they took the bus. You know, they've got all these interactions. Yeah. <laughs> they took the fucking bus. They've got all these interactions with the bus driver too because she's not taking shit from these people, these kids and chef the whole bus ride there. She'll be like, sit down and shut up. And they'll be like, I am not. And chef's like, I am not a, a, a student. You can't talk to me like that. Sit down. Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, chef is obsessed so much to the point that he just wants to win. Right, he wants to become national champions. He wants to cement his legacy or create a uh, foundation for South Park sports and the town itself. To that way, they can get rid of this uh, idiocracy image that's perpetrated to the rest of the world. You know that South Park is just a bumpkin ass town. This will put South Park on the map, as he says, realistically. Well, they're in China now. The Chinese are ready. You know, the the announcers are making fun of the kids, which I thought was a highlight for this episode. Because you've got the announcers like, <laughs> my one of my favorite lines in this episode is like, here's my impression of doing American. I'll use my credit card. <laughs> hey, you want to hear my impersonation of American? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, I really, really want that. That looks good. <laughs> hey, 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 let me try. Let me try. I'll use my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have any non-dairy creamer? Yes! (laughs) Yes! Y'all coming back now, here? (laughs) (laughs) The other one. (laughs) If I I just use my capital gains and interest, I I can fix my 401k. But then, like, as... Dude, as they're playing... Um... Like he says, like the line, like uh, I haven't seen that after Kenny dies. He says, I haven't seen an American die like that. That's Abraham Lincoln. And one of the Chinese guys says, dude, you can't say that. You're going to get us in trouble again. And that was a reference to uh, the Big Gay Al episode, which you can go back and uh, review and listen to on our South Park feed. Ian, you're awfully quiet over there. I'm I'm reading about... um... The conjoined twins. And yeah, that's you're definitely right. My sexy is not a word. <laughs> I told because you. I, 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 but I, 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 I controlled, uh, or excuse me, I copied conjoined twin my sexia and I put it in. But now it's bringing up this whole story about this little Nigerian girl or African girl who one of them was dying or is like the, I don't know. Was, yeah, go ahead. Pretty one, like this is really it's uh, it's about um the doctors are trying to take the decision out of the, the father's hands to because if 
they remove one of the little girls, she definitely dies, but the other one has more of a chance to survive. But if they leave them together, they both die. Like, there's no survival. Like, wow, that's both crazy. Of them die. Yeah. But it's not called My Slex yet. Nope. No. Yeah. Like I, said, <laughs> I looked it. it up. I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't bring it up. Like, if it I just wanted to uh, conjoin twin, but I didn't mean to. The, the, my Slexia got in there. That's funny. It was like, did you mean conjoin twins? <laughs> So they're in China now, and uh, interestingly enough, we get to see uh, in this episode uh, Leopold Swanson. Do you know who that is? Leopold Swanson. No. Uh, Leopold Swanson appeared in the early episodes of South Park. He eventually became a, a fixture, oh, right. a staple in the South Park universe. That's... You may... You may know him by Leopold Stotch. That's right. A.K.A. Butters. Uh, so they called him Swanson in these early episodes. It's interesting. Yeah. So Stotch. Was... Stotch. So maybe. Don't, no, it... don't, don't buy your son, Stotch. No, no. What if Butters' mom married Stotch, became Stotch, so now Butters is Stotch? So he was Leopold Swanson because his mom got divorced, but then she married Stotch. Now Stotch! Maybe that's is why this, he's an is asshole. Is this Detective Butters? Maybe that's why he's an asshole because he's a stepfather and this is her second husband, so she doesn't want him to leave, so she's just like, I'll do whatever he says. Right, and there's like so many crazy episodes. Okay, we're gonna have to like remember to. Let's, let's, I ah. think we're gonna have to do a special investigation, a, a special investigation Butters episode, and go through and Butters backstory. That's a good episode <laughs> idea. Where we could do that too. That's a good idea for additional episodes where we just do full on character perspectives. And we, we just can, do like, one full episode. Right, we just do one full episode that's where we, we analyze a character. Yeah. Analyze their timeline. Yeah. There's a lot more we can do with Sack My Battles. Yeah. Well, they're in China as we're getting oh, we're getting to this part of storyline B with the the Chinese uh, dodgeball game. Uh, they eventually Chef comes to the conclusion that he was being an asshole, <laughs> using the kids to win, you know, try and win a title, a championship title, and basically decides he doesn't care anymore. Well, it's at this point the other kid in the classroom who happens to be Chinese. However, is he was born in America and not from, and his parents are from China, which like they were making fun of him. And then Chef's like, "Wait a second, boys! You don't make fun of people from being uh, from America, being Chinese. You make fun of Chinese people from being from China." <laughs> Basically, what he was saying I is, you it. don't, you don't make fun of people from being. Or you don't make fun of people because of their race and their culture and their religion. You make fun of them for being from a specific country. That's what he says is on the table. Right. So, hey, 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 children, that's not cool. You don't make fun of somebody because of their ethnicity. You don't? But, Chef, you just ripped on Chinese people. No, 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 no. That's different. I made fun of them because they are from China. You see, it's not okay to make fun of an American because they are black, brown, or whatever, but it is okay to make fun of foreigners because they are from another country. Yeah. We're allowed to make fun of China as a whole, which is Donald Trump's theory, right? China. Or we're 
them all to death. We're going to make this country great again. Fuck them all to death. Let's go. So there's some resolve here as Chef uh, decides to not care about this dodgeball game anymore. Well, the Chinese kid or Chinese American kid gave the list of things to say to piss off Pip. And he basically gets called everything from being a Frenchie and a pussy and gets pissed off to the point where he single-handedly defeats the Chinese team. South Park becomes national champs. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cared. Because at that point, everybody was just happy to get the fuck out of China. But it's kind of shitty and kind of funny because obviously we don't like Pip. Because right. it's just like, ha, 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 Pip. You <laughs> get screwed again. But kind of shitty because you're also like, well, they at least should have been national champions. And they kind of did celebrate it here at the conclusion when everything kind of smish moshes together. So let's go back to storyline A now. Here's what's going on with Sheila. Sheila decides to go ahead and get a conjoined fetus uh, <laughs> committee together. And they decide, or basically, first she invites over the nurse and the mayor and everybody over to have a dinner. At her house, they have this very awkward dinner and shit. Where like <laughs> Gerald is all like, "Can you pass me the dead fetus?" <laughs> <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> yeah, I think they can really win this year. They've got the dead fetus to do it. <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> he just uh, mm, can you pass the potatoes? Mm-hmm, go. Just, and like Mr. Raggy the whole time just trying to eat. Can you pass me some more pork, please? <laughs> like he's only there for the food. There for the food, dog. <laughs> that would be me, one hundred percent, being at like one of those meetings from a school meeting. Same. Like, is there gonna be Same. food? No, yeah, food. I'll, I'll Dude, I'm there. I'm there. I'm getting hungry. Let's get breakfast in there. I'm hungry. Chicken right now, bro. Hey, is it weird to have chicken like chicken breasts and eggs? <laughs> That's chicken. Chicken, chicken. I don't see the problem there. No? All right. Because I've had that a couple times where I've had like... It was pretty good. Like I had some chicken with some like fried chicken eggs and then you crack that oak over the chicken. Oh, you had me at... You lost me at fried. I don't don't do fried. Or you can have scrambles. Why don't you do fried? Fried food is bad for you, bro. A little just pan. Pan? Pan fried? Yeah, pan fried. fried. You like... Fry it in oil or something? No, I just crack a... I, I, I take a little pan in the pan. Then I crack an egg in it. Fries up. Sunny side up. Egg. Boom. Oh, well, that's not frying an egg. I'm not like actually saying drop it into a fryer. <laughs> I'll eat eggs all day, bro. I'll eat like eight I or nine. I eat eggs all day, bro. You see my body? I'm like 3% body fat. Right, let's get back to this, yeah. Uh, so... They, as we mentioned, they win the national championship, but Sheila is now decided that they're going to put a whole one week conjoined twin myslexia week awareness for the whole town where everybody now has to celebrate. It starts off with the parade while this parade's going on. This is when they first win the uh, national or the state championship. 
And they're all, like, it's just her. She's like walking through the street. Da, 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 and they're like, let's give it up to the parade organizers. And there was like eight people there for this whole parade organization when it was just her walking down the street, waving to people. Um, kind of fucked up. Kind of putting her in a position where she's just the center of attention, where she really probably didn't want to be the center of attention. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the public is swayed in a different way, right? Not everyone mm-hmm. knows that. So, like, there's going to be an overall, like, feeling of, like, uh, discontent or, like, anger or frustration at the end of this and how she reacts. Because after they have that, um, after they have that, then they have a banquet, right? There's a banquet that's like, uh, twin You've got the strength. You've got the courage. Even with a dead fetus on your head. Conjoined twin, dead thing hanging off your head, woman. <laughs> oh, that was so touching! And they're like playing like this, like this uh, award show where they're like gonna give her a trophy for being the conjoined twin mystlexia of the year or decade or whatever it is. And the trophy has got a little fetus on it too. I don't know if you noticed. Right? It. <laughs> so stupid. So she wins. She gives a a heartfelt speech that basically says, I never wanted to win this. You know what I mean? I never wanted to have this much attention. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to be treated the same. And then at the end, she, they're like wrapping up the celebration. And they're like, Now the boys are back from the national championship victory and everyone's wearing their little hats. And then like, they're all like, dude, what's up with all these people? What really happens with all these hats? Like what's up with all these people wearing these hats, dude? And all of a sudden the nurse pops up out and the boys are all like, Oh dude, sick. Weird. (laughs) She was like, boys, we've been working all week to try and, you know, desensitize. Well, we don't, we don't, sorry, dude, we weren't even here. Like, so the whole point of what they were doing doesn't even fucking matter because the boys weren't even there to try and have a change in heart. Right? Like, <clears throat> that's why I thought that part was so stupid. So that because part's stupid. That's the part we disliked. Go ahead. You have the boys in China and then you have all this nonsense at home to try and spread awareness and everything mainly because of the kids. And it's like the kids aren't even there. So it's just, it stupid. That was the first part I like. And then the second part here, of course, the nurse explains to everybody, take those stupid things off your head. You, I literally never wanted all this attention. I just wanted to be treated equal like everybody. But you guys all decided to blow this out of proportion. And they're all like, oh, what a bitch. So they blame it on <laughs> her after like they basically did something that she didn't even want to be a part of. Right. But then again, there are so many people out there that would love that kind of attention. There are. Like, oh, you're going to throw a parade just for me? Oh, shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but in this case, you should at least ask. You shouldn't just take advantage of people. That's true. There we go. It's good. And implement your own moral sense of justice that you feel like someone's being victimized. Or in her case, Sheila has been victimized somewhere her in her life. So at any opportunity, she can 
help fight for the little guy or gal or someone she believes is being taken advantage of. She's going to do it and fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it, Gerald. So that's how I look at Sheila. So anyway, the boys uh, eventually, uh, you know, they don't really have any more impact on this episode. As after the week of festivities, the parade is held for the nurse Golem to give a speech. She finally snaps, as we mentioned, and she storms off much to their annoyance. And that's basically how the episode ends. Right? Am I missing anything? Yep. Nope. One of the, one, in my opinion, one of the worst endings. It was kind of a an anticlimactic type ending. I mean, Kenny had already died. There was nothing that really happened. It was just like... Oh, what a bitch. And it just ends. There wasn't even really like, I learned something here today, or people need to be treated equal. It was just, it just ends. Yeah, it was a bad ending. Weirdly enough, there wasn't a lot of public reception this episode. I couldn't find anything. Could you find anything really like on articles covering it or? No, it, it was like, it was just one of those under the radar ones, I suppose. <clears throat> So some of, the, of course, the underlying terms we did mention throughout that pe- people with physical or mental disabilities don't need sheltering or protecting just because they're different. Now, not to say that to go out and be a fucking asshole, but right. like if they're your friends or family, like if they can do normal things with you or if they're out and about or having conversation with you, don't you don't need to treat them any differently than how you would treat your friend. Like I've had friends who are in wheelchairs and I fucking ragged them all the time. I treat them like you. I'd be like, they'd be like, uh, like, oh, no, nah, dude, I'm sorry. You can't. You you need a booster seat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like <laughs> I had one fuck. buddy that'd be like, "Yo, you want to run to this? Oh wait, that's right. You want to <laughs> wheel to the store? <laughs> 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 nothing I, like nothing horrible." And then when X Men no. came out, I'd be like, "Oh, wheels. What's hey, up, bro, wheels? Hey, bro, we're gonna go down the hill. Can I get a ride? <laughs> <laughs> Call it wheels. Yeah, exactly. You just treat your friends how they want to be treated. Now, I wouldn't do that to everybody. That's after having right. a relationship. You know, developing a relationship, interpersonal, and becoming But friends. then they rag on you for other things, too. So that's how you get them back. You're like, wait a minute, motherfucker. All right, well, if you're going to rag on me, we're going to be friends, and I'm going to get you back, too. So, uh, of course, it's all love. So that was basically, you know, protecting them. And Nurse Golem kind of gives that, you know, the reason you kind of suck speech t- towards the townspeople. Is even more awesome when you consider the fact that it's, you know, truce in the television, you know. Does it ever occur to any of you that I just wanted to be, that I didn't want to be singled out? So, B story, of course, we talked about the obsession is never really good, especially when it comes to coaching. And uh, I think a lot of people are obsessed when it comes to children's sports, whether with their, with their kids, nephews uncles aunts you know what i mean it gets to be ridiculous where they're trying to vicariously live through these kids so they're trying rough. they're trying to like you know implement them some sort of instilled values of needing to win everything and uh, they'll be uh, egregious in showing a, a, at the activity itself whether getting in front of other parents faces fighting with refs yelling realistically it's just about kids playing football kids playing basketball kids playing a sport you know what i mean so never really liked those types of parents, man. They were intense. And those kids are never quite the same and quite right. Yeah. Also, of course, according to Chef, it's not okay to make fun of someone for their race, but it's okay to make fun of someone for being from another country. So they definitely talked about we talked about that. That's kind of interesting. All right, here's some of the top moments that we liked. And ooh, Ian made them all really pretty here. 
um, let's see here. This episode, you said this episode really builds a love-hate relationship with Sheila, the irrational, uncompromising will to protest anything. Well, Mrs. Brzezlovsky, it certainly is a thrill seeing your cheery face again. What seems to be pissing you off today? Nothing is pissing me off. I just want to start a movement. Yeah, of course you do. Principal. Oh, that's right. When she walks into the principal's office. And, yeah. And, what are you pissed off about today? Oh, nothing. But it's, you know. <laughs> that's a good call out. What are you pissed off about today, Sheila? Right. Uh, my thing that I liked was uh, there's a picture of Ike in a bathtub blown up hanging over the couch in kyle's house it was fucking hilarious it's all big he's in the tub there's like a little ball he's playing with and he's looking at the camera directly and he's got a picture of him taken i was just like why would you take a picture of ike in the tub and then blow it up like that like like my mom has a picture of me like probably like you know like a like not naked but in a diaper inside of like a a pail or something like that when i was a baby but it's not big. It's just like a nice eight by ten you have on the shelf. <laughs> like it's not huge, like a huge painting. Like it, it was ridiculous. Uh, you put Stan's mom calling Sheila about Stan trying to split open his head with an ice pick, and Sheila just completely ignoring her and uh, resolving that she has to inform everyone of this disease that uh, the whole episode is based upon. We talked about that already, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, conjoined Finn, conjoined Finn, Maslexia lady. Uh, I put well that I liked that uh, Pip uh, got what was coming to him in the end. No one really cared about that he won the championship. Fuck Pip. Uh, next thing you wrote was any time to rip on China. Of course, we mentioned the fact that we're not ever going to be invited to China ever, which. It's a bit of a downer. I wanted to see the Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. How are I trying to see it from space. It's okay. Yeah. For uh, the last one you put was Chinese guys ripping on America while they're playing. Uh, oh my, I haven't seen an America. Oh my, I haven't seen an American die like that since Abraham Lincoln. Dude, chill. You can't talk like that. Dude, not get funny. You can get us in trouble. And that, of course, was a callback to Big Gay Owls boat ride episode. Where uh, Kyle uh, was getting killed as the quarterback. Uh, some of the things I noticed: uh, Cartman doesn't know who Captain Ahab is, or at least the reference and how it applies. Because <laughs> like he talks about him, right? He's like, "So Captain Ahab has so Captain Ahab has to get his boy Will, huh?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you don't know who he is, but you know he's about to after a white whale, huh? Okay. Uh, as we already mentioned, Stan trying to open his head with the ice pickaxe, uh, which was funny. That fake Neil Diamond song that plays over the increasingly uh, photo tribute, like when they're during the the awards show. But uh, the the one I've been kind of singing or whatever. Conjoined twin fetus, my dyslexia woman. <laughs> and then also there's the chef uh, celebrating after they uh, sing. He's like. Singing a victory Whoop. dance. Your whales. Oh, sorry about whooping your ass there, coach. Ooh, baby, come on. Just whoop in the dance. You're going to need some cream for your ass. It's all going to red. Going to need some cream on your ass. Uh, whoop that ass. 
so yeah, that was that episode. Uh, you know, our top disliked moments. I put Butter being called Swanson. I didn't know, but maybe we kind of got to the bottom of that as we talked about it. Maybe you know, maybe his mom remarried. Um, I put Dodgeball in general. I don't really like Dodgeball. Uh, stupid game. I also mentioned that you know people viewing Dodgeball as a form of ritual torture that grown-ups use to amuse themselves at the expense of the young. It makes a handy metaphor for the general practice of um, admitting to themselves that you know they're not as good when it comes to uh, sports anymore and they're living vicariously, sometimes to the point of psychotic dementia and they're children who just want to have fun playing. So to really drive it uh, the point home, it's, of course, Chef in this episode who is normally the protector, the purveyor, and the voice of reason uh, who kind of loses his bearings while looking to become a successful coach. So I didn't really like that. I didn't like that Chef was that guy in this episode, to be honest. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned some other things we didn't like. Chef's obsession with winning, you know, Dodgeball, Sheila, the festival. Here we go. Big question. Is this in Scoop's top 20? Mm-mm. Not in Scoop's top 100. Not in Scoop's 100. Uh, let me take that back. Okay, it's in Scoop's top 100. But don't pussy out now. All right, no, yeah, it's not in my 100. Okay, no, right. pussy out. I'll stick by it. If it's not your 100, it's not your 100. I would say that this episode is not in my 100 either. It's a funny episode. It's not a bad episode by any means. But when you think about the context of like top highlighted episodes or episodes that really make a mark as a whole in the series, this one does not do that. So I would agree with you. It is not in the top 100. And therefore, this episode can suck my balls. Soup. You can suck my balls. So that'll do it, guys. That's in for we're we're done. Another episode, Skeep. Skeep. Uh, check my balls right here on hackerhowmean.podbean.com. Of course, I'm your host, most lives on the West Coast, your boy, Matthew Schaffer. Ian, tell these weirdos, beardos, people who like Honey Nut Cheerios, how they can argue with you online. Hit us up on our podcast and suck my balls pod at Twitter. If you want to play magic, you want to argue, want to talk fitness, anything you want, find us me, find me there. Let's go. It's going to happen. Captain. That's right. You can find him there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not me. It's Ian. So, you know, you know. Say him. Uh, next episode, the Mexican staring frog. Mexican staring frog of Sri Lanka. That's right. That's our next episode, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to follow along and enjoy the next episode's review, you can watch that one and get caught up. Of course, we'll, uh, we've will we already recorded this episode. We've recorded it way ahead this time. We did a good job this week, dude. Getting yeah. on it. Record this episode ahead, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So you can go back and listen to any of our episodes, as we mentioned, on hackerhelming.podbean.com or ratsaladreview.com or just look up Suck My Balls on any outlet, Apple, Spotify, Google, Android. Breaker, Europe, New Zealand, Irish, Australia, Norway, Canadian, Brazilian, Argentina. We're on video, but that's okay. You do what you got to do, Scoop. 
Uh, I'm Matthew Schaffer here as uh, Scoop, not giving a fuck as we go off the air. Suck my balls. No fucks are given, baby. Suck my balls. En jung gored ved juletid Ching chang ching Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ching chang ching Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching I høje tårn Ching chang ching lusilaj Og ventede ham som telefon Ching chang ching lusilaj Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til sol og gang Ching chang lu Ching chang lu Ching chang ching Sådan kan vi altså gå, når man går uden hue på. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lu Da jomfruen fik den besked, ching chang ching lu Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned. Ching chang ching lu Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu Ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from Like Rat Sound Review Where they discuss the latest rock and metal news As well as interviews and albums Album versus album The King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Schmackamagob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 